Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Out of Lies. This is episode 22. Um, we are back from our very short hiatus. Just joking, it was not short. It was, it was quite long. Um, it was not intended to be that long. However, things happen. You know, we're in quarantine still. We thought that we wouldn't be, but you know, life happens. Um, yeah. My name, just to reintroduce myself, my name is Omol. Um, my name is Tube. Yeah, so for this episode, we wanted to like, reintroduce ourselves I guess and like talk about ourselves and like because I feel like we both were thinking that we don't really talk much about ourselves we think I feel like we just talk about topics and we'll just leave it at that but I don't <laughs> yeah, think you guys never, really know us yeah no one yeah. really like knows us yeah so do you want to initiate go ahead um yeah so my name is Cube um obviously as I don't know if you can tell but I am a Somali male um I do <laughs> identify as Somali man <laughs> They can't physically um, tell, but like you'll, you'll be yeah. able to tell. Um, I'm 24 years old. Um, I work in construction. I'm doing an apprenticeship, and um, yeah, that's that's a little gist of uh, who I am. I've never I've never been to Somalia, so I don't have that background. But um, inshallah, one day I do hope to go. Are you? Uh, how many siblings you got? Give us some more. Oh yeah, you know, you know, yeah, yeah, like... yeah, 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 we, yeah, we got we got a full Somali family, seven people in my family, including me. So mm -hmm. um, yeah. Damn. How's that? How's that? Like, what what level are you in the family? Are you middle child? Yeah, I'm, I'm the abandoned the guy. I'm I'm the middle, like the, the, buff, the middle right? child. Like, yeah, no one cares. You know? <laughs> yeah, the middle child is the less cared about. <laughs> the least cared about. The least, has the least impact on the family. You know, I'm. I'm You're just around. You know what? I've I've gone I I've got comfortable with that role, but um, it was, it was honestly it was a weird one to get used to. Let's just, let's just put it like that, you know? <laughs> what do you mean by that? What do you mean it's, it was like a lot to get? Or um, you... you know, because you know when you're in the middle, like you don't, the people older than you and the ones younger than you are kind of like more embraced. Like, like they're listening to a little more. So I mean, I can't personally relate, but I, I've heard. Yeah, of... I'll, yeah, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I only have one sister, very small, <laughs> unnormal, non-normal Somali family. Yeah, you, you stand out. Yeah, you're the you're, you're the odd you're odd in Somali. Yeah, but I've only ever met like another family, or, like two other families that have only one or two children, or one family that only had one child. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, Somali family only having one child. I mean that I guess it only happens when you like there's some issues with fertility or whatnot, or like maybe they just didn't want to have more kids. But, yeah, like, it's quite a rarity to see just one child. It's uh yeah, it's very rare, and even even like um when when families like I've, I've only seen one two personally I've only, I only know one person who's, a, who's um, an only child and even them like I know they feel awkward about that dynamic like you know and I know they definitely feel like they're missing out you know but um I mean you get older though like you go you become an adult I guess I don't know if you necessarily miss it I guess when you're growing up you're missing it yeah when, when you're growing up it's definitely like it's, it's something that's pointed out like you know everybody kind of points that out like Somali oh my god only one person you know so I feel like they only miss it out once you're like back at home. I feel like outside you have people you can play with your, your cousins or like your neighbors and stuff like that. They kind of feel like family in the moment. But then when you come back home, you're the only one in the house, only kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're probably the most spoiled too. Like I feel like oh, most yeah. oh, for sure. <laughs> single children households, like they have the most spoiled, like, you know? Yeah. It's either that or they're neglected. It's either or. They don't get neglected. It's, if if Somalis are big, if the family's big, then then you can neglect niggas. But when you have like one child, yeah. you cannot neglect that. That's that's all your passion, your drive, your love, your heart, you know? 
It's a very, it's but, a rarity. Is what I was gonna say. Yeah. Before we go any further, you can you can introduce yourself. You know. Um. Okay. Uh, I'm also 24. My name is Omo. <laughs> um. <laughs> I am a currently still a student. Unfortunately, I will inshallah graduate probably by next year inshallah. Um. Inshallah. I study art history. If you guys didn't listen to the podcast, I study art okay. history. Minoring in, <laughs> <laughs> minoring in curatorial studies and African studies. Um, I'm really passionate about history and studying about African art and its history and whatnot. So that's why I minored in that. Um, I am a tall Somali girl. Like I, <laughs> you guys can't really tell in person, like right now, obviously because we're recording. But in real life, I'm quite tall. I yeah that's that's i feel like being tall is a kind of a personality trait at this point because yeah. i just get spoke like it just it becomes your your personality like oh wow yeah. you're so tall i get that it's almost every single day yeah. if i had a dollar for every time somebody said that or has looked at my shoes to see if i'm wearing heels or not i'd be a millionaire i would be a millionaire <laughs> yeah i remember i think i don't know if i talked about this on the podcast but the first time we met you were like oh like i'm t-, you know you, i remember you, you just threw it you just threw it out there like i'm tall i just say that to warn people just in case and i was like no. nah <laughs> like impossible <laughs> and i came and i was like yeah okay uh you got this one <laughs> yeah a lot of a lot of people don't believe me it's like i'm caffeine i don't cap bro yeah i tell no, it like he's it definitely is. not caffeine brother he is not caffeine but yeah. listen Omar, i had a great question for you go ahead Obviously, you know, as, as, you, as you know, we're technically in the second wave at this time. So yeah. how, how have you been, like, at this time? What's what's maybe different from the first phase of COVID shutdown to this phase? What's different about this phase? Personally, um, once we hit the second phase, there was a little bit of frustration, but also, like, we're back to, like, normal. What would, before, we, not normalizing, like, pre-COVID, but normalizing the, the beginning of COVID when we had to get used to the fact that we're in COVID quarantine and whatnot so Mm -hmm. the fact that we spent like three four months at home straight you know what I mean or was Mm -hmm. it five months I got used to that and so now I'm okay with you know it's like it's a second wave we've already gone through the first one we can get through this one you know what I mean um so you're looking at it from an optimistic perspective yeah I've been here I can because I've yeah I've always been a homebody so I feel like that part of it was like I was fine with it and then it got to the mm-hmm. point where I like mm, I can't even leave my house now so it's a bit annoying but then I got used to it um it's yeah. a little bit frustrating because I really want to go do a lot of I, I'm a foodie like I like eating a lot out and like <laughs> yeah. since restaurants closed again like it was just very yeah, yeah that's, that's definitely I ain't trying to do patios during the winter like I'm not trying to do that apparently I'm not trying to do that <laughs> you're not are you um, you're not that much of a foodie you're not no you're not that I'm not sitting outside <laughs> eating my food in the winter getting sprayed yeah. on slush when cars pass by are you dumb yeah whoever know. whoever came up with that idea i don't know what they were thinking but i, I mean i appreciate the effort you know Definitely, um, but we're not gonna i'm not participating then yeah personally for me um i feel like the first round was kind of like because we knew summer was coming like it was march we knew summer was coming it was like more i'd say like everybody kind of had like good spirits about them right like nobody was really like down and nobody was kind of like sad everyone was kind of like looking forward to summer and still like being able to leave but with this one it's kind of like winter's coming so mm-hmm. this is like the long haul this is like the real one you know yeah and um it's a good we had some practice i'd say like it's definitely like it's beneficial that we had some practice but um i definitely feel bad um, for people that like struggle with like seasonal like depression as yeah. well as like this quarantine depression 
and their mm-hmm. normal depression maybe they deal with or anxiety they deal with like that's that must really suck yeah it's especially for a lot of people that deal with like um you know i feel like people have um different crutches in their life so yeah. for example like you have your school as like a crutch and then you have your friends and you have like your work and you use all these to kind of like balance your life and like when you lose like work and and or even like school you lose school and your friends like that's that's hard on people you know so like a lot of people are like don't know how to handle this time so i i understand like the frustration with um everything being closed again and like people and we live in toronto so toronto's cold people are traveling to like pickering and like people are going way out just to, yeah like, you know, just, be able to socialize. <laughs> yeah, so just the experience it's definitely been tough so and my second question for you was um you said you're a foodie how are you handling being a foodie with all the restaurants closed like what are what are some things you're doing to to use that foodie pursuit of yours you know also- in the, yeah in the beginning um like everybody was cooking and i think i jumped on my wave of cooking but mm-hmm. i've gotten so really lazy i've gotten yeah. very, very lazy. Gotten i'm tired. like i'm not doing that i'm not standing <laughs> in the kitchen just to make food that i want i'll do it sometimes here and there but like I think I was just doing that to bypass time because I, didn't, I wasn't in school at the moment at the time like it was just it was just easier just to do it right but I'm not yeah. gonna, I'm not at the point right now where I'm gonna <laughs> no, you, I, again. yeah hearing from like talking to you it seems like your schedule is really full so. yeah it's, it's just yeah. a lot the last year <laughs> Yeah, Anyways, I don't want to talk about school in this episode <laughs> we're not gonna do that <laughs> it's not gonna be a bad one <laughs> we're not gonna do that um, yeah but yeah, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, as for like now being a foodie, I guess like I'm e- like eating out, but like not like I'm doing takeout stuff, you know, like I'll go to a restaurant, wait in line because obviously you can't, there's a certain limit of people that can be in line inside yeah. and then you just get your food and go home. But it's not the same as sitting in a restaurant. It's just a different It's not. It's, different it's vibe, not. Man. And your food gets cold by the time you get yeah, home sometimes. Yeah, you even reheating it sucks like it's not yeah. the same <laughs> not the same wallahi. but you know what like it's like eating out is such a vital part of like for me personally it's such a vital part of like my my eating habits you know like I love eating out so yeah. like I'm, I'm willing to deal with that even though like I'm, I am trying to cut back on that like I'm trying to like before I would eat out like a couple days a week you know just because mm-hmm. I could and now I'm like kind of strictly eat out on weekends and like one day a week just so like I can build up like some tolerance because it's it, I I can't do this in the winter like I can't be waiting in line oh in the winter like nah, I can't, I'm, can't I'm not prepared for that that's what Uber Eats is for <laughs> yeah but you know Uber Eats is you're making a killing off niggas like they're for real oh they really are the amount Make of Uber Eats people that you little... see outside of restaurants these days like just um, bare lines of them but you know what I'm gonna say mashallah for all the people that would have to be unemployed and couldn't work you know Uber Eats and things like that like Go get your bread online. Make your money, you know. Yeah, they're t- but they're not. They're not making. I don't think. Do you think Uber? How? How do they? I always wonder, like, how they categorize how much Uber Eats workers work. I mean, pay get paid. Like, what is it? Is it by tips? Is it by like? That's a great question you're asking because um, I was once an employee of that great company. <laughs> oh, you were. Like, how does that work then? Um, basically, you get paid like per order. So, like, if you, you pick up the food and then you drive it somewhere, and then it depends on like how far you travel. You know, and it's it's like it's pretty decent. I mean, I mean, I haven't done it in years, but like, no, I I think I stopped doing it. I'd say la- uh, last year, maybe end of twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. But um, like basically, you just yeah, you just drive, um, pick up the order, you get paid for picking up the order, and then as you're driving, you get paid like 
I don't know. It's like it's not a lot, but like it's good. Like if for for the amount of like experience you need for the job, which you really don't, it's a, it's like a really good amount of pay, you know? Yeah, yeah. I don't. I I just I was wondering, like, because they ask you for a tip at the end, and I'm like, I don't know why. How do you tip? Like, I don't know. Do I do you tip the Uber drivers? Like, like I do um, it once in a while, but like I don't do it all the time. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I don't get like that. I'm not. I don't really get Uber you don't get Uber Eats enough. I get it quite often. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I mean, I, I, when when I go to restaurants, so I do tip, but like, I don't get Uber enough to like. I mean, like, I can. It also depends it. on the service of the restaurant, like whether or not they're serving me, like, like doing mm-hmm. more than just like yeah. giving me my food and going. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because sometimes, sometimes, like, like, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, you know, this is that dynamic, but. <laughs> uh no sometimes like you know especially with covid like going to restaurants um the service was like really good especially with like you know having them to like constantly clean the tables and stuff like that so with covid i feel like my tipping is kind of like bumped up you know bumped up a notch but um, yeah yeah for me like it's like i was mentioning to somebody recently about like how cha time sometimes like has this tipping option i'm like you haven't really done anything besides bring me a drink like you know yeah. what i mean like it's just, <laughs> there's nothing much and it's you're tipping the like the the first person like i don't know how it works i don't know who they're they give the money to but no like, when you tip you're tipping your driver if you do uber you're tipping your driver. no no no. i'm talking about like when you're going at cha time or like starbucks or something like oh that. in the store oh yeah in the store like at cha time i saw recently like it said tip and i'm like tip what are you talking about what yeah. do you tip like what are, what are exactly are you doing <laughs> besides giving me a drink and i'm leaving yeah you tip fast food restaurants too like it's basically the same thing is it not that's true the thing is nowadays i've noticed with covid like a lot of restaurants in order to like break even or in order for them to make a profit they have to raise their costs because you're not getting as much like business as they were before you know even with like a dentist like i got a letter from the dentist basically telling me how like they put in these new like um uh, I don't know these new like safety procedures and like all that is, is like costing them a lot so they're gonna offset the, the bill on like every something like 10 bucks per person that you have to pay if you come to if you like use the service but it's like a lot of places are losing business so like in order to make up for that you're like you know trying to find other ways right that's crazy though having to pay more because of a viral virus that's nobody's fault you know what I mean it's like, not our fault and it's like that, that's that's like the I don't know it's it's a that question itself is very awkward. Like, how do, how do we how do we navigate in a world where our bills are continuously going up and like the places we go to shop, they're not getting as much business, but they're making us pay more. So it's like, yeah. you know, do we use your service or do we just wait until COVID's over to like, you know, like, who knows? For me, like, I feel like I had to wait until COVID was slightly going down, like, to go to the dentist and stuff because I now made an appointment with the dentist because my teeth have been shifting ever since I got my brace off. So it's been a bit. You're not wearing your retainers. Yeah, I'm not. But speaking of braces, didn't you? Somebody just got braces recently. Let's get that. You know what I mean? I actually haven't seen it. You haven't shown me. Only. Man's have the girls in their mouth. That's that's all I'm saying. Man's have the big girls. You know. Calling girls. We're not twelve anymore, man. Nah, but man. it does feel like yo, <laughs> yo you know what i'm gonna say it's this has been very interesting to eat with like it's been uh it's been uh 
it's like World War Three will lie when I eat. Like shit gets stuck in places I didn't even know existed. How was it the like, first week though? That's the question. Because that is oh, always like, testing. I was in immense pain. Like I was yeah, in man. immense. Like, I literally had. Friend. Um, I'll be honest. I didn't really take Advil, but like I almost called the dentist, like the um the orthodontist, and was like, "Hey, like I I don't think I can do this anymore." Like uh, you know. But alhamdulillah, I'm in like week three now, and it's getting better every day. You know, like I'm I'm getting really used to it. You know. Mm-hmm. yeah no, i hear you um, how about the or do you want to talk about it you know <laughs> do you want to continue talking about your braces because i have so many other questions being oh, somebody who has taken off their braces um yeah throw 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 it at me throw it at me so like i couldn't stop chewing gum like i was like i'm gonna continue chewing gum i don't care what they say but then i really researched recent like during the time that i had braces that it was good for you like it's good for like like chewing like for, like strengthening your jaw i guess okay can you have please you, uh can you please send me this information because from they said don't told, they told me they told me brother police we urge you, <laughs> you know? and the way they said it to me was very convincing <laughs> from that they day said, I brother, not, please. they were when i tell you they were very convincing you know and like the lady was wearing a mask so i think it's because you have other eyes. um you have a palette expander no yeah, yeah that's I have probably why yeah, but maybe. regular braces, it's fine. Like you don't like it doesn't, especially if you're getting sugar-free gum. Like apparently they suggest that because of like if you get sugar, okay, gum, what, obviously what, it erodes the, your teeth. Oh, okay, okay, the erosion, the erosion. Not erosion. Doesn't erode your teeth. I'm, I'm being sarcastic. Like I'm being crazy. Like extra, but, but like yeah, I'm saying yeah. like cavities and stuff with sugar and whatnot. They don't want to like encourage sugar. Yeah, yeah, no, I get you. But honestly, it's been like it's been a pretty interesting like. I've been waiting to get like braces or whatever for a long time. So it's, it's like, it was good to like finally, you know, get in there and finally start the process. And it's COVID, so I can wear a mask all the time. So like, who cares, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's not, it's not like it's a, it's a big deal, but like- You're lucky, for me, you're definitely lucky. Yeah, <laughs> for me, like that was the one thing I kind of didn't want to do it. I was like, I don't want to like walk around with like, you know, braces, but I'm like, yeah, you know what? Like it's COVID, like who cares? Yeah, nobody can see your mouth. Like literally nobody only can see it. Like, it's only it's only me. Even you haven't seen it, right? Like a no, lot of people have not seen it. Literally have so, never seen it. Yeah. Um so I, I was gonna dive into this topic that I think would be interesting for us to discuss, especially with like now and like how um COVID is affecting like, you know, everybody. But mm-hmm. I was gonna ask you, Omar, what's your con what's the definition of confidence? Confidence. Um for me, confidence for me uh, has been something that is like a continuous like progression. I feel like, I don't feel like confidence itself is just one thing that you gain instantly. I think it's a progression of like different things, different ideas that you've um, enforced in yourself that you are worthy of, you know what I mean? Like you are worthy of kindness, like, you know, like that kind of stuff. Like you're worthy of, of people being nice to you because like, a lot of people don't feel like they, are worthy of this kind of stuff you know what I mean I feel like that's yeah. part of confidence I feel like how you see yourself in like outside spaces in workspaces stuff like that or like how you see yourself how you see yourself you know what I mean in general like in the mirror and whatnot um yeah but for co- like confidence itself yeah it would be a progressive thing I, I don't think yeah. it's like once it's not a, it's not something you can like it's not like a, a level you can acquire achieve. immediately something, yeah it's like yeah it's something, something you're constantly working at exactly that's what i meant to say. i don't know why okay. i said so yeah so like what's your idea of like a confident person like if you're the confident person what are traits that you would say they have that makes them confident um i think 
somebody that holds themselves to a certain standard um, and like sees themselves at a, at a, at a that can achieve more than they have already like is constantly achieving trying to achieve more than not being comfortable where you are I feel like that's that's confidence you know what I mean like not feeling too comfortable where you are but also like <clears throat> admiring how far you've come you know what I mean yeah yeah so okay. also people that don't feel the sense because I personally have struggled with this like imposter syndrome feeling like you yeah. don't belong you're not worthy of the space that you're in even yep. though you've achieved so much, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's something I personally still struggle with, even though I consider myself quite confident. Um, it's just, it's, yeah. again, it's a work in progress. Like you can never fully achieve Definitely. this. Like it's just, yeah. Yeah, and, and um, when, you, um, when you feel like that, do you feel like sometimes like, for example, like with the imposter syndrome, do you feel like sometimes um, you, you feel confident and then there'll be like other times where like you do feel like not confident. Like, do you feel like it comes in waves sometimes? Like, of course like, like definitely I, I feel like it definitely comes in waves just me being a female like it's just sometimes I'm not feeling it you know what I mean like I'm maybe I'm not I, forget being a female I'm just gonna speak from my perspective I don't think all females feel all the same way but for me I feel like this comes in certain waves where it's like today I feel great another day I might feel really sad and upset and I don't want to talk to anybody it's just it's yeah it's definitely yeah. some wavy, sure. <laughs> wavy feelings yeah so I would, I would say my definition of like somebody confident is um, somebody who's not like they don't have a fear of failure or I, I'd say maybe they do have a fear of failure, but they don't let that stop them from attempting to do things, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so like, for example, if um, they, they, they might not have like anybody, say they want to go down a path like they want to start a business or they want to write a book or they want to do something and they don't let like everybody has a fear of failure, but they don't let that stop them from, from, from achieving that. Or they don't let that stop them from even pursuing that. It might not be like they get there all the way, but they at least like they're, they're taking the steps. Like you said, they're working towards it, you know? Yeah. And um, secondly, it'd be someone who learned from their mistakes because I feel like something like, I, like, like you said, something like you struggled with for me, what I've struggled with is sometimes like learning from my, from my mistakes and, um, looking back at things like objectively like being able to say like hey like this happened this is what I did wrong and this is what I could have done better and then like not holding on to that not holding on to that like resentment and that regret but just being like okay like this, this is, is what you, I can you, improve, on, improve on yeah this is what I can improve on and then being like honest like like being honest with like myself and like the, the people around me and being like hey like I messed up here because sometimes like and this might be like a, a very um debatable trait but like sometimes we have friends that maybe like reinforce some negative like things about us you know like you you might be you might be somebody who's like bad with time or something and like your friend would be like yo don't worry like it's, it's not that serious you know like they're just reinforcing your bad habit so sometimes you have to like kind of step back and be like yo like i'm not good with time like i like i know you got to say that to make me feel better but like i'm not good with time like, i need to you only know yourself right yeah you have to be honest with yourself. you can't you can't be out here just like lying to yourself, you know, because then you're never going to achieve anything. So Exactly. You can lie to other people because you never lie to yourself. Yeah. And uh, so like that, that's my definition of um, somebody who's confident. And uh, I feel like at this time, especially like with what we're in right now, like, like I feel like everybody can kind of like be honest with themselves. Like everybody can kind of be like, you know, objective with themselves and be like, hey, like these are the things that I maybe have put off for years to work on. Like there's... Um, there's a lot of things that 
like I don't know about you, but I I'm a like habitual procrastinator. Like I have so many oh, things that I want to get done. <laughs> like so many things that I want to get done that I tell myself, Yahoo, we're gonna do this, but like I've put off and like achievable things too. Like so achievable. <laughs> They're within arm's reach, but like I just don't want to do it, you know? Like for example, one thing that I've had self-sabotage for real. Yeah, so super self-sabotage. But one thing I've had an issue with like for a majority of my life has been like um soda, like drinking pop. I love pop, you know. I've always like any opportunity I get, I like, drink pop, you know. And um, I always tell myself, yo, I'm gonna cut it out, I'm gonna cut it out. But like now I'm like, yo, you know what? Like the, what like I have nothing to lose now. Like I'm in COVID, like I might as well like, you know, try mm-hmm. try to use my my um the free time I have to like not drink pop, try to drink water, be mindful of it because you know when you're busy like you just don't care like you know you're exactly. like oh I'll, I'll do it yeah like i'll do it this time or i'm busy now i can't but like now i'm trying to be mindful of it so just like it's never like i, I don't i want to say it's major things but just the small things that like i just kept avoiding i'm kind of like yeah whatever like let me actually like deal with this now you know so of course yeah yeah quarantine has definitely helped a lot of people in that sense where it's like i have so much free time that people are losing weight people are achieving goals that they didn't think they could achieve like that kind of stuff i that's one of the very few positives of COVID like there's not many positives but the one positive is people finding like time to to figure out the things that they truly wanted to do you know Mm -hmm. and 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 it's uh like it's a very good positive even though it's the one positive it's a very good positive because at least like if we if we come out of this with like more information of like what we want to do and what we want to pursue then when the world like opens up like It'll be it'll be a lot easier to handle because like we we've handled it like when we had nothing else to do we had no brain capacity like this is the time you can watch everything on Netflix everything on Amazon Prime like Disney Plus and you can do you can do whatever you want but it's like if you're willing to like suffer a little bit and like be uncomfortable for a little bit then when COVID is over like hopefully you'll be in a better place than you were when it came in you know yeah for real um okay my second question based on confidence was um. What are your thoughts on confidence as opposed to delusion? Like, where's that line for you? Like, being confident, being delusional. You feel, you mean like being like, like arrogant or like, what do you mean? Like delusional? What do you yeah, like being, like being confident, I think is something that like, like you said, like people constantly work towards, you know, but like, I feel like delusion is like when somebody thinks they got there, like when they think it's a wrap, like, you know, like I have everything, like I got, I got the job, I got the car, I got, you know, I got the oh, clothes. Like naiveness, I, got, I guess. Yeah. Like they feel yeah. like they've really achieved that part of their life where like, I'm good now. Like I don't have to do anything, you know? I feel like when you're confident, there's never a point where you're, you're set, you've settled. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like that's also a part of success as well. Like you've never feel like, okay, right now I'm done this is all I need to do no it's just a continuous progress of, of different heights you need to achieve you know what I mean but with people that are like stuck in like one way of, of of living they just want to go one direction and once they get there that's it but that's yeah that's kind but of- let me ask you this do you ever feel like you you only need one thing to be happy like you ever feel like if like as soon as I graduate school I'll be happier like as soon as I get this job I'll be like I'll, I'll be happier like like you feel like one more step you'll you'll get to like your destination like I, I feel like it's brain, momentary I feel like your brain momentary. tells you just get there and then when you get there it's like oh that's it what the hell like I, I thought I, I would feel better than this but now I have to achieve another obstacle and another obstacle you know yeah 
but like you said, it's momentary. But like I feel like our like our generation, we've been like sold the lie of like yo, if you get as soon as you get married, you'll be happy. As soon as you get that car, you'll be you'll be happy. As soon as you get that apartment, you'll be happy. As soon as you like, like as soon as you do this one thing, you'll be happy. Like like everybody thinks when they finish school, they'll be happy. Like I feel like everybody, everybody has that like in them. Like you know, like they worked hard towards school. That like once they graduate, like that's their that's their happiness. And for a lot of people, it doesn't come like that. Like a lot of people yeah. talk about like that post graduation. Like um, they're down. Like you know, when they graduate, and it's like. They're so used to being students that when they graduate, it's like they don't know like what to do with all that free time or what to do with like, you know, that that part yeah. of their life. So I don't know. I was just thinking like delusion sometimes is like when you when you think something, when you think you just need that one more piece to complete the puzzle. But like I feel like life is never like that, you know. Like yeah, like I said, brain, like it's just another continuous cycle of different finding different heights that you need to achieve. Like with school is one what about like in the workspace feeling very comfortable in one position your entire life I don't think that you might say it makes you happy but I don't think that you truly want to like stay like maybe people do actually I don't know I can't speak for everybody but for me like if I if I achieved a job I would only want to go higher from there I would only want to get to the point where I feel content like this is where I like and this is I would just continue continuously progressing my craft in that position you know what I mean yeah. and not being stuck on a nine to five just coming to work <clears throat> Like you, it just life will feel horrible. Like you're just coming to do the same thing every single day. But then but again, yeah, it, like some is, people. Is there something? But is there something? Yeah, so. yeah. I, I feel like I don't think you're anything wrong with that. Like people are just no. Like, but I think I think it's good to day. like continuously work at at like something that you truly enjoy at, and not being too comfortable in one specific thing. What I mean by like the nine to five thing is just like just coming to an office job, doing your job, going home routine type of thing but like yeah, I, you, you know, mentioned like liking a routine right i think you said it in one episode yeah well. yeah i love the routine yeah but like it gets boring no like i feel like every it single does, day but like that's like, but that's life though like i feel like we're always running away from routine like we, we assume routine is wrong but like it's not brain, wrong but like why are you comfortable, comfortable in one position and like one routine like okay but ever, i'll tell you this i'll tell you this i feel like um I, I was reading this book I forget um who wrote it but um like there's this idea for like for us like we always want something new like like you know like technology we always want the newest thing like we, we're, we're constantly going from like new to new to new never building like even when we have something we don't build like any real attachment to it because we know in a while like something better is going to come out like you know like mm-hmm. so if I feel like if we continuously follow those paths like we'll just we'll, we'll just never be happy you know or we'll never be like content because it's always new. So you might as well no, find something where you're like, oh, you know what? I, I can see myself doing agree, this for a couple of years. I feel like I feel like it's okay to find new things and then just like you know and like try something new. You know what I mean? Like, I get it's different for each person. Like, I get what you mean right now. You're saying that finding something new gets like, I guess, overwhelming. Is that what you're trying to say? Like, it's just something. No, I, I mean to say like I mean to say like like finding something new in your personal life. I think 100%, like, you could find new books, new places to travel, new foods to eat, like, you could definitely, like, chase those, but, like, I think when it comes to your job, and when it comes to, like, um, relationships, like, you should be able to be consistent with those, like, you know, like, you shouldn't always be chasing something else, like, even with a job, like, you know, some jobs, maybe they suck, or they're not that good, but, like, if you're comfortable doing it, and you can logically see yourself doing it for a long time, then maybe I, my personal opinion is like just do that like suffer in that job but 
use that use that I remember you I remember you using that word before the yeah. suffering part. Because, I don't okay, ever want to suffer at a job bro. if I'm suffering I'm moving to the next position but you're you always gonna suffer though you're, like, in, in life, no I, I know I get it but like you're you're suffering because you want to continue you want to achieve something why suffer yeah. because you're getting comfortable in one position no it's because you like you are comfortable doing this job and you can live your personal life like in your personal time you can you can open so up if you're a comfortable, should you, be, should you be suffering if you're comfortable no but i'm saying either way you're going to suffer somewhere so why not just suffer at your job and then have a good i would rather be life? suffering for a purpose then if i'm suffering yeah but so your so your purpose is like your, your your personal life like your side business your side hustle like things like that like those are the things that can like get you to a better place you know no, i mean like, like in a career like you studied something you got into a job you don't personally like this startup or like this entry position job you're just continuing to work higher and then you're still suffering when you're working hard because obviously you're going to find obstacles right yeah so like that's what okay. i mean by like working okay if you're, towards if you're a goal. suffering if you're suffering to the if you're suffering to the point but if you're that, suffering to a nine to five that's what i'm talking about i don't know no, okay, but listen but the difference is, well, oh, but listen, like, 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 <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to convince you to suffer, <laughs> but wait, 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 like, if you're suffering and it's like, like, it's bad, like, if you're losing your brain, things like that, then obviously leave, you know, but I'm at saying, a nine to if, five, but like, no, but I'm saying, imagine, but listen, but, but imagine waking up at 8 30 in the morning <laughs> to work at your 9 a.m. job to suffer, bro. <laughs> what? Listen, For years, but, listen, let me, but let me tell you this. Uh, okay, if we're suffering to the point of like insomnia, okay, we're also being having... very classist as well when we say that. Yeah, I just want to, I just want to, sure. I just want to get address that part. I don't mean suffrage as in like low, <laughs> like income wise. I mean like suffrage as in like not feeling comfortable in this position. Yeah, which I also I need to also address that like people don't can't choose like like it's not it's not a, like an accessible for every single person to be able to switch a job and find different positions. You know what I mean? But you can always like work towards and try to find happiness and things that you enjoy but if that's not within your financial means or like find, finding like you know like within just like i don't know how to describe it but like you know what i mean like whether i know exactly I'm finding a job you, like it's not easy for every single person yeah if you have that's a what, job yeah. i have a lot you already won like a lot of people for real i'm not i'm not negating that in any way whatsoever so i don't want yeah. people to listen to this and be like oh my no, god no. i should be classes well not everybody can no. have access to a job but no no I, you're, you're coming from a place of like you should at least enjoy what you do if you're gonna spend nine to five there at least enjoy it like at least find something good in it i think yeah. that's where you're coming from right exactly yeah, I just, and yeah. I'm, I'm saying i don't think everybody in the world would be lucky enough to enjoy what they do but if you can like outweigh the pros and the cons like if it's not that bad like it's, it might be tough but it's not that bad then just continue doing it like you know just continue doing it but if it's like bad to where like you can't work in that environment anymore, you have to leave. Then by all means, you know, we'll like go, go do whatever is best for you. But I think we need some consistency in our lives, so we need to, you know, put our boots down and like you. You hear of the older generation working like thirty years at a job or twenty five years. Our generation, you'll never see that. Maybe they're working ten, five years a year, oh, six days a year, oh, like. <laughs> because number one, I feel like we definitely have short attention spans, and that's a lot mm-hmm. to do with the internet. Um, yeah. as well as like we're the age of like consistently changing and shifting ourselves no none of us feel comfortable in one position because like we can see each other like that we can achieve higher you know what I mean like you can see like through social media that people have achieved great heights through very like like easy routes <laughs> I'm not saying it's easy but like 
like very quickly you know what i mean it's 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 marketed in a way that it's like like i I understand also like the job market is marketing certain jobs are marketed in a way oh my god like all you have to do is just study this and that's it no there's a lot of work that goes into it but i feel like in in our older in the older like boomer generation probably like our parents are a little bit older than that also like that working of like 20 40 years 20 30 years in one position is is an older age because i feel like there's not there wasn't as much access to different types of jobs there's so many different jobs nowadays you can be a freaking social media manager like and get paid like a large sum with that depending on the company that you work for you know like different little things and that's why that I feel like that's why we're constantly shifting jobs. Like there's so much yeah. that you can experience in life. Why? Because why sit your, leave yourself in one position? Yeah. Yeah, and, that, and that's a great point you said. Like, um, you you see people that like it seems like they're achieving things. Like if you just go to school for this, like you can you're potentially looking at this. And so we're being like we're being fed like so many new opportunities that it all seems attainable for us, right? Mm-hmm. But. I think, like, like you said, somebody can just become a social media manager and, like, you know, with a big company and potentially make a lot of money. I personally think, like, jobs like that are hard to come by. So if you can get that, well, connections job, also. Yeah, like, connections. But if you can get that job while also like holding down your job until you can like, like monkey bars to the to the new job, then do it. But don't like just quit your job. But don't just like no, don't quit your day job. Say I'm gonna choose. <laughs> yeah, don't 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 say I'm gonna choose my like I'm gonna chase my passions without having like something to, to stand unless on, you know? unless you can like yeah unless you have the, the financial means number one and also the confidence to like risk that because that takes risk yeah because there's a lot of people that we see on instagram especially with instagram like there's a lot of like even tiktokers there's a lot of these people that like yeah. they, they have this story of like i made it from nothing like oh like you know at I, I 18 i said a lot of the people that did this had their parents to fall back on a lot of them we don't have that like you know if, if we're being honest like most of us we don't come from families like that so we need to like be our backup plan so mm-hmm. well yeah. going back okay. to the the confidence part though um i think you mentioned in a conversation earlier about like specifically towards us being from toronto like as a somali female and as a somali male like in the confidence aspect within going to school and like dealing with societal issues and norms and whatnot growing up because you live in a different part of the city I, and I live in a different part of the city. Can you talk about your experience yeah. like li- living in downtown and being like a Somali male growing up? Yeah. Um, like, honestly, I never, I would say I never really felt like excluded where I was. Like, I never felt not confident because I was always around like Somali people and people who shared interest in me. And like, you know, as many of you may or may not be able to tell, like, you know, I have a, like, you know, a decent personality. I can get along with people. So, I never really had like issues with um in that type of sense, but like when I did go to like Islamic school and I was a kid and I dealt with like people who were different than me, then like obviously my confidence would take a hit because I'd be around people that you know I'm not I don't really look like or I'm not really around a lot. And then even like with the work dynamic, like I understand my position with Somali guy in Toronto. I understand there's a lot of like other Somali people in Toronto, but then like it comes down to where you are at a certain time. So if you're in a company that's like all like, you know, non-Somali people, then you understand that, you know, you, you're, you don't feel as confident, you know, and um, it's funny, like, I ran into a Somali guy at work the other day, and, like, we literally just stood talking for, like, 10 minutes, like, yo, like, you're here, bro, I'm here, like, you know, it was, like, it was a great moment, because, like, we don't see each other enough, you know, and, like, we even took down each other's number, like, just because, like, it's very rare to see that, you know, so, 
See what? What do you mean? Like see each like, other? See, yeah. See two Somali guys on a construction site working. Oh, construction site. I didn't hear that part. Yeah, sorry. yeah. When it's like there's literally you can count. You know, there's yeah. a lot that do it, but like there's a lot. I'm not gonna say there's not a lot of Somali people that that don't do it, but there's they you never really see each other. You know, you hear about people, yeah. but like you don't really see each other. So that was a really good. Um, that, that was a really good moment. Does he work at the same company as you, or like you just? No, he didn't work at the same company. You just we just saw each other and like it's funny because I seen him before. Yeah, same site. I seen him like before, but when I seen him before, like I didn't really talk to him. So this time it was kind of like you know like this is me. Like what do you do? Like we just like and it was a very natural conversation, you know. And it's um, I I feel like you know like in other parts of the city and stuff like you know you just walk by a Somali person but like in that moment like I was smiling from ear to ear I was like yo like Somali person like what's up bro you know I was so happy is he older than you yeah he's older than me and he's like he's way more established than me like you know mashallah he's way more established than me and uh yeah like I was asking yeah I was asking him a lot more questions because like you know he has more experience than me you know and I don't shy away from asking people for, for experience like I don't I don't have a problem with that at all like I'm I'm not too big in my head I'll ask even somebody who's younger than me, if they have more experience, I'll ask them, you know, so mm-hmm. it, was, it was a good moment. But you grew up in, in a different part of the city. How did you, how did you deal with confidence? Um, well, growing up in the West End, um, first of all, I didn't, I didn't in beginning growing up, I didn't begin growing up a lot of Somalis, like by like from between kindergarten to like grade eight. I only really saw Somalis probably like, besides my neighbor that also went to my school. But like beyond that, it was like, maybe like grade six, seven. That's when I started seeing Somalis come to my school. And then when I hit high school, that's when I saw all of these Somalis like growing up. Like this is just, this was like Somali city basically where I went to school. Um, but yeah, so like with confidence and growing up in the West End, I, I wouldn't say I was a very shy person even being a teenager as well. Like and growing up as a, as a, twi- as a tween, is that what I call it? Like <laughs> between like, <laughs> Like between, I don't know, like 10, 15, and then like high school beyond that. Um, I was always very shy. Um, I kept to myself a lot. So I guess like that kind of progressed after I graduated and like towards the ending of my uh, my uh, high school career or whatever. Um, and I started like, like, a majority of it because I was very tall. I, I just looked different from other people. It was just harder to like connect with people because they just saw me as a different person. Also not growing up with Somali, so I didn't really speak the language as well. I didn't wear like, I didn't look like I was some I honestly a part of it was because of that I didn't claim I was Somali for a very long time not not because I hated being Somali it's just like I grew up in a very all of my parents speak Somali obviously but like Somalis that come from Kenya speak Swahili in the household so a part of a lot of part of my culture was Swahili like speaking Swahili eating Swahili food you know what I mean like that kind of thing um yeah and I was proud of being Kenyan so I, I was just like like I was like, yeah, I'm from Kenya, but I'm also Somali too. But like, oh, they would only pick up the part where I said I was Kenyan. So they were like, oh, you're yeah. Kenyan? Like, no, I'm Somali, but <laughs> I was born in Kenya. So by nationality, that's it. <laughs> like, yeah. no, 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 you're Kenyan, bro. Get out of here. Like, it was just very like, like it was very weird trying to get there. I, I know what you mean, because then you got to start explaining where you're from, you know? Yeah, like, oh, I'm from Isli, where a lot of Somalis live in Isli. So that could be, like, you know, like, it's just a lot, you know, to explain. Um, but mm-hmm. as I've grown older, like I've obviously become more comfortable in my body and understanding like I'm tall, like because Allah made me this way, you know what I mean? Like just feeling yeah. more self-confident in that sense. Because I feel like with a lot of girls, I think a lot of girls can also relate to this being like feeling like you just look different or like mm-hmm. if, you, if you're not tall, either something is different about you that people notice and pick, pick out at you or maybe have 
big eyes or like a big forehead or whatever you know what I mean you just have to get used to that this is just who you are and that was just my like like learning curve which is like understanding this is who I am I'm fine with that I've grown comfortable in who I am like like I still don't wear heels just out of personal preference but I'm fine being the height that I am like I'm not I don't really slouch anymore that was a big change and shift when I started going into my 20s like I stopped like slouching as much make myself feel like it was just out of habit um I stopped Mm -hmm. doing that so I felt much more like at ease my back felt better so like it was just it was a it was a learning curve but yeah yeah but it's it's definitely like something that um like like you said there's definitely something like everybody has that something that makes them a little different you know and um Mm -hmm. like it it affects everybody in in a different way so for you to for you to obviously you know talk about your struggle with it and then like how you know you had it for a while and then you got to a point where you know you're not slouching anymore like you're comfortable like a lot made you that way like you know it's it's a part of you like it's what makes you you so yeah so with another question about like um sorry to cut you off did you want to go ahead go ahead okay um going back to like when you said that you were you lived in downtown toronto and i feel like honestly people don't get it you're not if you're not from the city you won't get it but different parts of toronto have different types of like like you know like different types of culture you know what I mean like it's just a different vibe you're not gonna you're not gonna see people from downtown acting like the west end you're not gonna see people from the west end acting like they're from east end it's just different you can just tell if you're from the city so that being said living in downtown because I've always been confused with being from the east and I don't understand that I think it's just because I I went to school there I still go to like that kind of thing but like when when Kobe said that I was like no I'm not from east end nah please don't please don't put me in that category I'm from Demo. anyways um but yeah so being from the downtown area how would you say that you grew up like it was it like harder for you like like what was the lifestyle over there so okay I'll I'll give I'll give a quick disclaimer like so I grew up like this like just beside the downtown but I spent most of my time downtown downtown like people like you know going to going to like Quran class and stuff with them so I I I take myself in that same class but uh, I think growing up in 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 the downtown was kind of like more experimental I would say like we experienced I feel like we did a lot more just because we had a lot more access to things, you know, like we um. Do a lot more as in what? Like what does that mean? Like I feel like like our school was like downtown, and our high school was downtown. So we we as like as I don't want to say the Somali like group, but like majority of the people were Somali. Like we'd go out together, we'd like you know go to go out to eat together. Like everybody kind of shared interests together, but mm-hmm. it was kind of like community based because everybody was like walking around, going to like the same places, you know. So it was very easy to like not stand out because everybody's doing the same thing you're doing, you know? So like if if everyone is going to like um say for example, everyone's going to watch a game or everyone's going to, you know, uh the library, every like if even we were playing board games, like it was very like people would be like, You're playing board games? Like you guys are in high school and you're trying to get you're playing a board game? Like, yeah, we're playing a board game. Like it was just I feel like we had a, we experienced things a lot differently because we we had like an abundance of things to do, so it never felt like what you were doing was awkward. If that makes sense, you know. So everybody had their different them. thing that they did. Is what yeah, you everybody mean. had everybody. I feel like everybody had their lane to be free without like people like looking down on you. you what know? was what was your thing growing up? Like, what did you do with your um, Me personally, I had an obsession with like making videos and like I wanted to be a YouTuber <laughs> for a long time. 
Didn't and, uh, <laughs> yeah, talk to and me I'll say, like, I have yet to see this video and I feel like you don't want to show it to me. <laughs> no, the thing is, like, I'll be honest, like, my my confidence to just something I didn't talk about, like, as, as a child, or I, when I was younger, like, um, you know, I had like you have ambition, you have ideas, you know, you want to do something, like, you know, you're like, yeah, I want to do this. And then, like, people kill your confidence to do something so fast, you know? Especially some odd people. There's always this, like, oh, that's I don't want to say especially some people, but I'll say it. Like, nah, I feel I'm like just going to say it. Especially okay. some odd people, I'll say it. You, okay, don't you say. might say that for you, but, like, I, I think it was a more of a trauma thing. Like, I felt like, like, people, because it wasn't even Somali people that, it was like, some Somali people, but even other people were, like, saying that just because, like, when we when we were in high school, like it was weird to try. Do you remember that? Like it was weird to try at things. Like you don't, you're not supposed to try. Like you're just supposed to either have it or you don't. If you're trying, you're doing too much. You know what oh, I mean? you're yeah, you don't, yeah. yeah. I, I understand, and I feel like that's part of Toronto culture, to be honest. Yeah, like, exactly. You're doing Toronto too culture. much. You're doing like, too oh, much. you're trying. Like you, know, you want to impress her, or like oh, you like you're actually gonna film a video. Like you're gonna edit. That's it, how like, you're feeling. Yeah, like yeah, that. Like, that's, oh, it's like that. Like, <laughs> like that, bro. Like, <laughs> Yeah, you know, and it's like, I feel like that is something that, like, affected me at a younger age because, like, I had interests that I wanted to do and, like, you know, you're looking to your peers to, like, you know, to support you. Yeah. But at the time, we don't know better. Like, we're all in that space of, like, like we're questioning each other. Like, are you sure you want to do this? Like, you want to stand up? Grabs in the sure? bucket type of thing. Yeah, and, and honestly, I'm, like, now looking back on it, I'm not mad, you know, but, like, I do have these moments in my head where I think, like, because even, like, I was talking about this today, actually, with one of my friends, like, um, I was like, I, I remember I had so many ideas. Like I had videos, I edited them, I put some on YouTube and like, then everyone just like, you know, crashed my spirit. So I was like, ah, whatever, you know? Yeah. But uh, it was uh, it was definitely like a, a Toronto thing. I would not say it's a Somali thing because in other places, like around that time, like Somali people were doing their thing, right? Like some didn't get as big, some got huge, some, you know, like everybody did their thing, but like it was a Toronto thing where like, don't try it. Like if you're trying, you're doing too much, so. That definitely that's was something that was thing. relatable in, in the West too. That's why I'm saying it's a Toronto thing. Like even here growing up, like you would be trying out for sports and like, oh, you're not tall enough for this or you're not you're not athletic enough for this. Why are you trying so hard? Like it's not for you type of thing. It's just like yeah. let people do what they want, you know, like just let people live. <laughs> like, but you know what? The that, they enjoy. that comes with um what's the word? That comes with like age because when we were younger, like I feel like, you know, some of people were kind of like we're all the same, you know, we're all in the same bubble, like we all kind of come from the same family dynamics. Like we all have, we all have been in our lives to some extent, yeah. you know. Like we all have those things in our lives. So, um, we, we like we we look at the we look at the world like, or other Somalis the same way we look at ourselves sometimes, which could be good and bad. But like, I think you, at the time a lot of Somali people weren't doing like you know weren't weren't big in media weren't doing like interesting things so everybody's like oh don't do it you like don't do it you don't want to be the guy that did it you know you don't want to be the guy that did it the yeah. same way like if you look at the arab community look at foodie tube like foodie tube was the first guy to like you know do his thing and the community shunned him like he, he's out now <laughs> yeah know? i think but, that definitely affected his mental health as well like i feel like being on on, on a social platform like that has definitely affected him but that's yeah especially when you're the only one there like when you're the only one like from yeah. your people who representing you get that. singled out and people start people look up to you too much because even you don't know what you're doing you just you just started out doing it you know yeah but alhamdulillah now it's easier like i feel like now people have like people are more accepting people are more tolerant but at the end did you of the ever day, have any so, yeah do you ever did you ever have any like role models growing up like people that you looked up to that was like yeah i, I want to be like that i did but not in the sense of like what i wanted to do like 
I wanted to pursue like YouTube. I didn't have like any role models for like YouTube, but um, I had, I don't, what's the word? Like I had, I, I, I feel like I always wanted to be like, I would want to do something that would be beneficial to society. So mm-hmm. when I looked at like like community workers or like people that um, would even run event like events at a at a community center and um, like teachers and stuff, I always kind of felt like they were do- they were doing their duty to to giving back to the community or giving back to like society. But mm-hmm. I never felt like I, there was never like Somali teachers like when I was in high school. You know, there was Somali hall monitor, like that was pretty cool to see. But like there wasn't representation of Somalis. You know, so. I, I wouldn't As say I had like, like a role positions? model in that sense. Yeah, in higher positions. They don't know how like, to necessarily have to be Somali too, you know? Like, because I had oh. like elementary school teachers that I looked up to and it was like, yeah, this is like a like a role model for me. Like I wanted to be like them in, in terms of the classroom because I don't know what they're like uh, beyond outside the classroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Course, you know what I mean? Like, but yeah. I feel like, okay, if, if you say, if you put it like that, then I feel like I definitely did have them. But I never thought it was attainable. Like I just looked up to them, but I never thought like I could get that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It was just like, a cool idea, but I was like, yeah, like not probably won't happen for me. But you know, you move. You know. What about currently? Do you have any role models currently that you look up to? Oh, for no, sure. you don't even have to call them role models as well. I feel like you just call people like these individuals, like like people that you look up to in the sense that I want to achieve what you achieved, and hopefully, inshallah, more. You know what I mean? That's a yeah. Position. Yeah. So um. That's a great question. Because yeah, I feel so like role I, I models say, is a bit of a like a you don't want to put people up on pedestal. I don't know. Yeah, I I, I get it, but like um, I, I sometimes it's kind of good, you know. I don't know. There's benefits to like you know putting them up there because yeah. sometimes like you have to put people in a position where they're role models so that they feel like they're a role model, you know. Because some people they're in really good like they're doing really good for themselves and like alhamdulillah they're very good people, but like they don't want to like they don't want to identify that but like you know if like t- people tell them like Yo, you're really good like you're my role model it can give them that confidence to like talk to other people and you know mm-hmm. mentor other people but i yeah i would say i have two two role models in my life like like uh, uh, aside from my brother but like i have um like two people that kind of did the same job i'm doing in construction and like were successful and you know like lived i want to say they lived somewhat of the life that I want to live. Not obviously everything, but like they, they got to a point where I'm like, yo, you know what? Like I, w- I can see myself doing that. And I would like, I'm going to ask you questions if I need any help because I love what you did and I want to follow in that footstep, you know? Yeah. How about for you? Um, For me, uh, there's been a couple people that I've looked up to even recently. I In the past year and a half, like I, I found this, um, this woman that has her own art gallery in, uh, I think it's Washington or what, Seattle, Washington. Um, she's wow. Somali. Um, I think she's oh, from Djibouti. Wow. Her name is Marian Ibrahim. Marian Ibrahim. Her gallery is called the Marian Ibrahim Gallery. And okay. like honestly, sh- her work and her her um, her style of like her, her her gallery style and like what mission she goes towards, like her mission statement, is like yeah. specifically towards like diaspora and like understanding like contemporary art within black creatives you know what i mean that's kind of literally almost exactly what i want to do inshallah and like creating a wow. space for black people from the diaspora from african diaspora um or even from like the caribbean diaspora just like be able to showcase their art in a certain a specific space where people can appreciate it from different walks of life you know what i mean um, yeah but yeah that's wow. it, i was crazy because i i i came across her from reading an article on like artnet or something or like some type of art news article 
And I was like, wow, wait, this name sounds like very Somali. And like, it might even Brian kind of sounds like it could be Somali, it could not be Somali, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But the way it was spelled, it sounded very French. So I was like, she could be from Djibouti. And I was so, I was yeah. right. Like, she's, You're yeah. Right. <laughs> wow. And so you reached out to her? No, 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 no. I just follow her Instagram. <laughs> I've never oh, reached okay, out to her. Okay. No. Yeah, reached out. Come yeah, she moved her gallery from Seattle to Chicago. So inshallah, like Chicago is much closer to Toronto. So one day, maybe after yeah. the pandemic, I always wanted to go to Chicago as well. Um, so yeah, inshallah, I so it serves two purposes. Yeah, no, that's good. Mashallah, it's like finding somebody who's doing what you're doing and like, you know, looks yeah. like you. That's uh, like, okay, let me ask you a question. How did, it, how did it make you feel when like you saw her and like, or you saw her page and like the stuff that, She's working at a commission statement. Like, how did that make you feel internally? It was incredibly inspiring because it was just like, that. that's ex- literally what I want to do. Like, that's literally yeah. where I want to be at, inshallah, and be <laughs> successful at. Because her, her gallery is, first of all, it, it's stunning. Like, it's it's just visually pleasing. Like, it's, it's a great architecture of the space and itself. Like, it's just beautiful. And to see, like, a Somali person being able to achieve that is, like, I definitely can achieve it. You know what I mean? Like, like seeing yourself, you know, it's somebody else that has achieved what you want to achieve. Like, the sky's the limit at that point. Like, even yeah. beyond that, you know. I, I know exactly what you mean because there's like, I feel like sometimes when I find somebody who's like, when I find something inspiring that like means something to me, like I can ride that wave for like a couple of days. Like I can live off that high for a couple of days. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it inspires me to like do more for those couple of days. Like when, when you first see it, it's like, it's amazing, you know? Mm-hmm, definitely. For real. Yeah. So um, the last question I wanted to end on is um, what advice would you give your younger self about confidence or like what advice would you give a young girl maybe even for now, like in the pandemic, what's something you would tell her about confidence? Like she might have something that she feels like she's lacking. What would you say to her? Um, I would tell her to be content with who you are because nobody is like you. As much as you mm-hmm. feel like you are, you need to be somebody else, like nobody in this world is like you. And so I feel like that's confidence in of itself. Like you should be able to feel confident in that like knowing that nobody is like me I'm unique in myself I am me you know what I mean like having yeah. no people to compare yourself to like it's just that's I feel like people take that for granted like understanding that I am like nobody's like me and stop trying to achieve and try to make yourself and fit yourself into other people to fit in you know what I mean like I get you maybe growing up with for me like growing up in like high school and stuff and elementary school I felt like I had to like consistently fit in and like cater myself and my personality to be palatable for other people and that was my main yeah. struggle and I I have I, I've broken that like I, I just do what I want like I talk the way I want um and like I I, I just enjoy the things I enjoy and the people that enjoy the same thing usually flock yeah. towards my direction and, and like that's exactly. just how life works you know exactly you find you found people who like the same interests as you so yeah, you're like not changing people. anymore exactly exactly yeah that's 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 really good um so I would, the confidence I would give my younger self or, you know, somebody who's younger, um, I would say, like, don't be afraid to, to try things and don't be afraid to get your life in order. Like, don't be afraid if you're in debt, like, like, if you're in debt, like, just call the bank, like, you know, don't avoid the bank. Just call me like, yo, listen, bro, like, I'm, you know, whatever pandemic or whatever you're going through, like, if, if it's school, you have a hard time applying for school, like, just reach out to somebody who's applied, like a sibling, like just do that because 
even if you don't get what you want, you at least have the answer. Like you, you, you get that racing that thought and you're racing in the back of your head of like, you know, what's going to happen with my credit card or what's going to happen with, my, you know, my school, what's going to happen with my job. Like you, you can get those questions out and then you can focus on other things. Like I feel like a lot of people, like they don't want to take that initial step because that initial step is the hardest. And I even have trouble with that. It's daunting. Day. Like, I can totally it's, yeah. It's, it's very hard. You know, even like calling like, waiting on hold and being like okay like what's going on with my application like have you guys received it like I'm just doing a follow-up like all those things are not they're hard like especially you know when you're used to not doing things like when you're used to like just I'm gonna figure things out or your family does things for you like just take that step a lot just do it I'm telling you even if it does not go your way and I'm talking to myself right now because I wish I did this when I was younger yeah. even if it doesn't go your way you at least have that that like that comfort of knowing like all right like, I made the call like at the least I did I made the call I didn't get the job I didn't pay off the card I didn't, but I, I made the call like I I talked to them at least I got the information out the way I can deal with that at another time but I'm not avoiding my problems I'm like I'm dealing with them you know another thing I would like to add to like both of our points is like people that um journal have the most like success rate in like seeing and looking back and like seeing a change in their behavior you know what I mean like mm-hmm. being able to like notice and write down this is what I'm feeling at this moment this is what I this is where I'm at in life it's just so nice to look back and be like yeah I'm a different person because I have that like I have a couple journals of like things that and people like let's not like yeah honestly you can still you can always start and do it now because it's not there's no no limit to when you can start this but I found that very helpful and like somebody that was that's like in a different field of like psychology and understanding like how the brain works and stuff like that and be able to like see yourself in the past and like being able to like even like voice notes that if you don't like to write just record your voice people like talking yeah. people talk to themselves all the time i'm one of them like i've been talking myself a storm in my room like damn why'd you say that at that point why do you do that that you know like it's, it's nice but like having that jot down and written down and like having it like a like a record of that is nice to look back at so i would suggest that definitely people looking back and like being able to like journal their life seeing that yeah that's a great point i, I appreciate you saying that because i'm actually gonna think it's about necessary. that one. that's yeah i never i never knew that like that's that's, that's pretty dope i always thought journaling was like you know it's a good thing but i didn't know like people have high success rates when they journal you know because you can see your behavior has changed once you once i feel like if you feel like you're in the same position again and again you'll never see improvement and if you're one of those yeah. people that has ne- can't like visualize improvement that you've done like you can't see it tangibly you can see it through a recording or like a, a written paper you know what i mean like maybe that might that's help true. you try different avenues it doesn't hurt to try oh my actually right yo listen but next week when we come back i might have a full journal for you <laughs> for real i'm like i ever you don't even ever have to share that to people that's the thing you don't have to yeah, share yeah. that you can just keep that shit to yourself yeah, no, yeah. i might keep that personal this has been a great episode um i'm really <clears> happy that we're back um, and hopefully we can be more consistent um we're really sorry guys that we weren't very consistent but you know life happens um yeah we but we needed this we needed like a reboot you know like yeah we needed that so. but yeah i've been omol on out of lies podcast and i've been cube and uh inshallah yeah. i'll see you guys next week bye